7: Join Center of Hope for the annual New Year's Eve Mule Drop in downtown Columbia. It all starts at 8 p.m. with the amazing Emerald Empire Band. Food trucks, a beer garden, axe throwing, and a cigar lounge will all be there. Hourly countdowns and toasts will lead up to the Mule Drop at midnight. The Mule Drop is free and family friendly. Presented by Center of Hope. Sponsored by Experience Murray and Baxter Management. No live mules will be used at this event.
3: This is Clayton Harris and you're listening to 101.7
8: WKOM Columbia. T to the B and U on A. <laughs> it's a Monday. Let's uh let's go around the room right now. Um got to ask everybody how their football team did yesterday. Let's uh let's start with Brian Hartman. Brian Hartman, how did your Jaguars came out who play Jimmy Haslam's guys and you know I'm really shocked that Jimmy Haslam is being accused I mean I mean let me let me just do this again Great Monday to you and yours Tony Basilio and you It's absolutely outstanding to be with you today Um Beautiful day to be here to be alive and well with you You know what I'm glad to know, and we're going to get into the it is uh, it is Portal Mania. Uh, let's see. So we're one week in. So it's Portal Mania. I'm going to need you guys to help me count along here. Is it day number eight now, Bry? If it started on Monday of last week, Portal Mania day number eight. Is that right? Yes. Okay, I got to open up Twitter Spaces here and fire that up for people. Portal Mania day eight uh okay and the cowboys still suck. Brian, how'd your NFL team do yesterday Because I think we all have a little story to tell here. I'll start first I, you know I didn't realize there were this many cowboy fans still in the world. Where have you all been? like the last I don't know 15 years. Just asking for a friend. I mean we split these games we split this series every year. I got these cowboy fans texting me and tweeting at me. I mean, what? Okay, so we split the season series. And you all need to relax, man. You all need to relax. You don't win in the playoffs. It doesn't matter what happens in the don't haven't you learned? Cowboy fan, haven't you learned? Your quarterback's not winning in the playoffs. He never does. He, he's a glorified Tony Romo, who's a horrendous announcer, by the way. But we have to listen to him because he played for the damn Cowboys when he never won a damn playoff game. But enough of that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to begin today with a loving, with a loving email here. A, a loving day, a loving weekend. I got so much love. Um, you know, the NFL had to go and ruin a really good weekend for all three of us yesterday, guys. Because the the Vols were so good with Illinois. Of course, then you think think about Tennessee's football recruiting, and I'm not sure how good the weekend was, but. Nobody really knows. We got a ton of time to talk about that. This transfer portal thing makes me dizzy, but it's making you dizzy too. So, Uh, Brian Hartman, let's start with you, and then we're going to go around the room here. But um, what were your Jaguars doing exactly? What were you doing yesterday? You let Joe Flacco, who who got stopped by for speeding, I understand, outside of. uh, cleveland last week and when the police officer pulled up on him he pulled out a rock for his id he's prehistoric B- uh, brian i was a teenager when he played at delaware before he uh when he transferred yeah i think his rookie year was back in 300 bc what are we doing what Not kind playing pass defense
9: is what they're doing. What did Trevor Lawrence? On him Trevor
8: Lawrence turn a ball over like four times? What was that?
9: Well, they got like three turnovers themselves and had to score all their points off. of
8: Trevor Lawrence him still couldn't win is the game. Lame. No offense.
9: Well, at least at least he's out there playing. I mean, he could have oh, been wonderful. out for a year. And Bino so Jeff we're Henderson in
8: that regard. Bino Jeff Henderson, what in the world did? Your guys, was Joe Burrow playing yesterday, Bino? Did I miss something?
10: Uh, I actually wish he would have been, Tony. As the Bengals, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was Burrow's injuries or what, but this Browning kid's been a lot better than he was earlier this year. Um, the Colts were somehow 5-1 and one on the road, <laughs> which says nothing about the Colts team and everything about... How much bad football there is in the NFL, bad football, how many bad football teams there are in the NFL right now. Um, so, you know, I, I, the Colts got about what I expected yesterday, except I expected their defense uh, to, to put up a better performance than they did.
8: I mean, look, it's one thing for Lam Weirdo Steelers to go out and embarrass themselves, you know, but for our team to go out and do it, for our teams to go out and do it, it's one thing for Lamb Weirdo Steelers to be unwatchable, right? I mean, we'd all agree on that. Wouldn't we? Well, of course. But this thing here, I mean, what in the world is going on? You know? We went out last night and lost to a boy band on national television, a total embarrassment to our organization. You like to go out on on, uh, Sunday Night Football with Bino? Is it me or does Chris Collinsworth just get on my last nerve? Is that just me?
10: Uh, Tony, I was blessed that Channel 10 uh, is no longer on the air on DirecTV, (laughs) so I didn't have to watch a minute of that or listen to
8: it. That's fantastic! Oh my gosh went off for like two
10: months, and now it's Tim's turn.
8: Yeah, I love the impasses because we're only paying like we're only paying like four hundred dollars a month for television. So I'm glad they can't work that out, you know, at the local level. Because the because the consumer, God knows, he's only paying like four hundred dollars. He and she is only paying like four hundred dollars a month. Boy, that Collinsworth when your team is losing. All right, let's talk here. What did you all think of the basketball game? Brian was not on. We did about an hour and 35 minute, hour and 40 minute edition of uh, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime the other day. I love these quad one signature before the regular season basketball games, and Tennessee's played in a bunch of them. And I want to personally thank Rick Barnes, and those kids for treating, gr- treating us. Now, granted, we went two and three in those five games, but competed, um, have put ourselves in a position for a really nice season, and have a stretch of the year coming up that's going to be highly navigable, that's going to be um, fun and interesting, and... Um, before I do anything else, and I was wanting to do this off the top. I mentioned this at the top of the blog today. Prayers up to anyone affected by the storms over the weekend. I can't imagine what it was like to our neighbors in the mid-state. The damage, the death, all that stuff. I... I I can't imagine what the storm was like for some of you listening to me right now because Saturday night, I was sitting with the lovely Laura and we were on our couch and we're watching TV and just kind of relaxing after doing the program and all that. And I think we were watching, um, the Montana game. No, the, uh, the, um, the Idaho, the indoor game, the one double A game. And all of a sudden, these ice balls started pelting our back screen uh the the screened in uh, the, or the porch um uh, we have a glass door out there and it went bum, 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 just it was crazy bum, 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 bum. it was hailing sideways here. That's never happened that's since I've lived in we've lived here like sixteen years and and we were kind of freaked out like what is going on? How were the storms out y'all's way? Vino, how were the storms out your way?
10: Yeah, we had a a, a really really severe storm, Tony. For uh, I I I don't know an hour, an hour and a half, it seemed like.
8: And I'm not easily shook, are
10: you? Uh, no, I kind of like storms as long as I'm not out in them.
8: And I didn't like that storm Saturday night, and and I can't imagine what it was like to our friends uh listening to us in the mid state. So prayers up to you and um know that you're loved and and know that you you you've come to the right place today because we're here for you. All right, let's talk about Tennessee basketball. Wasn't that an impressive win Saturday? Uh
10: yes, Tony, I, I thought probably from about the 15 to the five-minute mark of the second half is the best basketball Tennessee's played all year long. Uh, the most encouraging basketball they've played all year long for uh, how they handled that. Once again, kind of uh, giving Dalton connect the ball and letting him do his thing, uh, but then uh, the the others' contribution to that run as well defensively, rebounding. Uh, Out-rebounded, one of the best rebounding teams in America. So uh, I thought it was easily Tennessee's best performance of the year.
9: Brian? I think uh, I was really encouraged by what I saw against a pretty good Big Ten team that's going to finish probably in the top four of that league. Yep. I think I saw where they did mention – that those two teams were the winningest programs in each respective league in the last three to four years, which Illinois was one seed a couple of years back so yes. that was pretty interesting. And the Big Ten has been a pretty big league pretty good league even though no one in that league has made a final four or won the national championships it's Michigan State way back when.
8: Matt brought a really but, good point up about their style of play, the way they approach games, not allowing them to be top end. At the end of the season. Um, Illinois is weird because they're mostly an offensive team. And defense defense is sort of optional. Which Tennessee took advantage of that. You know the scary thing about Saturday for the Vols. Is they had all these guys in double figures. That's what. They almost had six in double figures. That's what the Vols can look like. If Vescovy decides to accept his role and play. The backstory story is that Dalton Connect woke up with a fever and flu-like symptoms and went out and played, like, with a 101 and degree fever, Beano, and had 23 points. Were you ever that good at anything in your life that you could perform like that? Feverish, bean Uh
10: Absolutely not. You don't think that guy can play, do you? Oh, yeah. he's. We better enjoy his time, Tony, because he's special on the offensive end, um, uh, like few we've seen here. Yeah. And, Hopefully he can give them that one piece uh, that they've been needing in, in the postseason. But uh, this is, uh, I think this team's going to be really fun
9: to watch. Yep.
10: Already have been. You
9: know, if they didn't go through that late first half stretch, they might have won by easily double figures or more. Some of Were you. There? I think they yeah. made six, maybe six points in in the last 10 minutes and plus of the first half. In the first few of the second half.
8: Well, that's just the game, you know. Illinois had stretches where they couldn't score. I mean, that—that's just. First of all, that happens at the pro level, and and those guys are as good as it gets. Uh, Illinois had a couple really good players. That that one kid that
9: not Damask had a rough game, but Shannon and I think it was I can't pronounce his name, but he had a pretty good game in his absence.
8: Yeah, the kid in
9: Damascus' absence.
8: The kid whose name you can't pronounce. Dario, yeah, some kind yeah, of French name or something. Theriot, that's the kid who transferred from Syracuse. Tennessee's game plan was to let him score and to take the other two guys and frustrate them. And they met Damask at midcourt every time. They did not let him bring the ball up unencumbered, which Tennessee defensively has a way of taking guys like him And it was just a perfect spot. You know, if you pay attention, and we wrote about it on Friday over at tclub.team, it was a great spot for the Vols. Here you had this team that went to Madison Square Garden, got a really good win against a really good team, played really well, Damascus did in that spot, and you just knew Tennessee was going to wear them out. If you watch enough of this, you just knew it. Now, Tennessee looked like dog dirt early in the game. They trailed early in the first half, early in the second half, rather. And, and then they did something that Rick Barnes' teams just haven't done when they went on their nine zero 0 run. They just said to Dalton Connect, you're going to score now. We're going to give the ball to you. We're going to feature you. And listen, people say, well, you're a sheep, and you've lost your edge, and, you know, and they were and I can't believe your behavior after the North Carolina game. I don't tell you anything on here that I don't think. I just don't. It's just not my nature. And sometimes I say things, and you know, people get angry with me or whatever. You're going to get glad again. You're going to get glad again because it's the best thing going. And you know it. You know it and I know it. The point is this. The high end that this team has because of Connect is higher than any team they've had here. They've never had a guy they can hand the ball to in the Barnes era. And I wrote this, you know, because I'm going to get into this football recruiting here in a second. Because we have to have some perspective on this. Talk about being in the middle of a storm. You've got to have perspective here. Which we're going to provide that. And I don't sugarcoat, I'm not sugarcoating the way things are going in the football recruiting deal. But Barnes was going nowhere quickly with his approach here. He was going to win a bunch of regular season games. If they didn't add this Connect guy, me and Matt Dixon were talking off the air the other day, and he's exactly right. He said, Tony, without him, they're last year's team and they're gone out in the Sweet 16, maybe they're round to 32. With him, they have an unlimited ceiling, truthfully. Without him, they were the same old, same old Bino. If they would have added the coach's son and just another one of those Rick Barnes transfers out of the transfer window, they would have been right what they would have been, round of 32, win 25 regular season games. That is the truth, isn't it, Star? Even with all those veterans that came back.
10: Yeah, and uh, you know what? I think I've seen both against North Carolina uh, and against Illinois, and I don't think it's an orange mirage, is – He's the first guy that Barnes has had that Barnes appears willing to give him the ball and everybody, including Barnes, get out of the way.
8: And that is laudable. People say, well, you know, I mean, you're going to give him credit for that. Yes, I am. That, that is a veteran coach saying, you know what, I'm in my, what year is this for him? Like 37 years or some crazy thing. I've been doing this for 40 See, years. Right? And by the way, what I'm doing is not working. We need to try something else. Pino, doesn't the man get credit for that? For me, he does? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I've. Uh, it.
10: It was my concern uh, when they got Dalton Connect, and I heard what a good offensive player he was. Yes. Um. That it. It, it was my concern that maybe he wouldn't be that here, but he has been so far. And he has been against the best things in America.
8: So Friday, it's back up here. We'll go back to Friday now, get off the air, and I'm out like minding my own business, trying to you know just get away from doing this. and like we all do, you know, those of you that work hard at what you do, Friday afternoon comes and it's time to because um, I knew I was going to do Saturday's show after the game so i was just kinda out junking around going to some junk stores looking around trying to find some stuff whatever i like junk and i'll buy and resell and whatever i i um i enjoy it, it's just a way to get away be my description of it that and playing some music and we were playing music friday night as well which we had a fun time doing that um And I start getting, like, buzzes on my phone. I'm like, this is odd. So I look down at my phone, you know, like you would. And I see that this Eccles guy, the tight end, has decommitted from Tennessee and committed to South Florida. Not Central Florida. Not the University of Florida. Not Florida State. Not Miami, Florida but South Florida, which, Brian Hartman, we would have to agree that South Florida, in the pecking order, is a bottom third uh, program in, co- in major college football of the 131 teams. Would you agree with that? Bottom third, maybe?
9: Yeah, certainly, if you look at the Florida jobs, it probably it might rank ahead of, Florida Atlantic and Florida International. Well, it does rank ahead of Florida Atlantic, Florida International, but I don't think it's a better job than Central Florida. Definitely not Florida State.
8: And bottom third, Florida. bottom third, Bino in Division One football. I think is what I'm getting at here. Yeah, that's a lower floor type program that that Alex Golish has just taken.
9: It's they're still in the Group of Five conference, so
8: yeah, bottom third of the 131 teams. of play division 1 football. We all know that, you know, there's about 40 of them that are serious about it for trying to win. So my assumption, Bino, your assumption is when you see that Eccles news Friday, I think all of our assumption is Tennessee Tennessee cut him loose. Wasn't it wasn't that your assumption, Bino, when you saw that?
10: Uh I, I No, Tony, uh I figured it was more about his relationship um, with the head coach.
8: Isn't that interesting? You and I were on two different sides of that, because my assumption was, oh, the kid from Notre Dame's coming in. um, They got somebody to block for the kid that didn't play much this year that they think is going to be a real nice pass-catching tight end, and they're just kind of weeding out their room and – So, of course, you know, I'm off, I'm away from this, and I wasn't going to tweet about it or anything, but I was just curious, so I picked my phone up and made a couple calls. And I learned that Tennessee was very surprised that happened. Very surprised. Now, as the weekend went along, the spin became, oh, well, he's not a great loss anyway. Well, of course he's not a great loss anyway. But in the moment, they didn't want to lose him, and they were surprised it happened. Then the kid from Notre Dame comes onto the campus. Uh, Holden stays. Bino had a great line about him. Holden stays goes. And he didn't stay. And he didn't commit. And this is a new world for all of us. The thought was I, in my mind I'm thinking well Holden stays is going to be here and Probably be at the basketball game with Josh Heupel on Saturday, and those guys have no business in doing that. These veteran players, the way the transfer visits go, is they come in, they sit down with the head coach and have like a lunch or a breakfast or whatever it is. They moderately look around at your facilities. All the facilities are the same at these schools. But they're they're not impressed with the bells and whistles like the 18-year-old kids. These are guys that have, you know, for the most part, been there and done that. And they get in, they want to hear your offer, and they're on to the next place. Now, you know, I find that kind of interesting. So it's a different level of visit than what you get with high school kids, which I guess makes sense if you stop and think about it. They're 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 not here for the rigmarole
10: yeah and it's something else that uh, staffs are uh going to have to get comfortable with and uh and uh, get an understanding about uh you know they've been recruiting high school kids forever so this is kind of a new game for them too so i'm sure they're kind of adjusting on the fly hopefully
8: and you see names come on to the come onto the surface, like we have a couple of new ones today in the blog, or at least one new one. And and there's another new one that's kind of emerged this morning uh, or earlier today. Um, and we'll go through that, but the, the fact of the matter is that Jordan Dingle, Kentucky tight end, had some nice games against the Vols. Apparently, Tennessee's involved with him now. Which would lead somebody to say, well, what's that mean for Holden Stays? I, well, they lost a kid from Florida. So now they need two. I mean, this thing is um, over at tclub.team today. I, I wrote my thoughts on what's happening in recruiting. And I'm not real negative there because I'm trying to provide perspective. But I'm not real positive either as far as this portal goes. My analogy, and I want to get your thoughts on it at 865 200 those of you that cover it or that watch this stuff closely. And if you have a thought on the hoops and what you saw, and then Joe Milton's got a decision. You tell me, living listener, what should Milton do? If you were him, are you playing? Or are you going to opt out of that bowl game and let Nico have a shine? What are you going to do? I want to hear from you today at 865-200-5402. One piece of breaking news. Tennessee defensive back Deshaun Rocker has entered the transfer portal as a reserve 13 tackles in three seasons for the Vols as the defensive backroom continues to thin out as they make way for the young kids. Pretty soon you're not going to have enough veteran players that, I mean, God forbid, Willie Martinez and Banks are going to be forced to play young guys. The way I liken what's happening in recruiting right now, and I'm going to try to add some perspective here, we are... This is day eight of Portal Mania. Okay? This is a 30-day deal. I'm looking at it like a baseball game. I've seen a lot of baseball games where in the early innings, I look at my team and I go, man, we are in big trouble. And then somebody steps up. Your team makes an error or two. Somebody steps up and hits a three-run home run, and we're tied. It's the third inning right now. It's what it feels like to me. And the and the reason I say third inning is that when you get to Christmas week, how many guys between Christmas and New Year are you going to add? Everybody needs downtime. These kids are going to go home with their families. I'm thinking about what about what happened back to last year, and, and again, all these years are different, and we don't have enough of a sample size to really say, oh, well, this is, you know, this is the way it's going to happen. And in the final week, pop, 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 pop. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So you've got like an 11, 12, 13 day window here to, to do something in my mind. The goal at the beginning of all this is and was to make your football team better. Can they do that? I'm holding out hope they can. Here's what I know. Tennessee is fortified with money. Tennessee has ample opportunity at several positions, including in, in, in the secondary we were talking about. Safety's wanted. There's a young man from UCLA they're involved with. Tight ends wanted. Perhaps another offensive lineman wanted. Linebackers Plural, wanted. Wide receiver, playmaker, wanted. And they've got money. But there just doesn't seem to be, right now, a ton of momentum. In fact, it feels like it's going the other way. That's why my analogy is, and I'm a little surprised they didn't have some guys lined up like you see some schools are doing. Guy goes in, guy comes right out. Guy goes in, do not contact me. That tells me that the schools that are doing that have a solid infrastructure for this stuff. And a kind of a stomach for it, to be quite honest with you. So I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little concerned, but it's the third inning. It's not time to pass judgments yet. There's a lot of baseball to be played. And you're down 3 nothing. See, I've seen my team get down 3 nothing a bunch and win games. And I've seen my team be up 3 nothing and lose a lot of leads. But the thing we know is, you've got a guy, and I'm talking about comparable programs in this league, you got a guy down there in Hugh Freeze, who's not playing, if you look at what they've done in the portal so far. Um, You've got guys in this league that are going to play for keeps. You just have to get your fair share. Right now, Tennessee feels like they're in flailing mode. I hate to say that, but that's what it feels like. They need to pull some irons out of the fire here and make this thing count. That's all. And, and I'm not going to pass judgment on it till we get to the 2nd of January. We're going to talk about it from day to day, prospect to prospect. For instance, the kid at um, the wide receiver at USC, the Wells kid. It looks like he's going to end up at a place like Oregon. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Playmaker like that at or He would have made sense here. But I think Tennessee kind of felt like he's a little too expensive. I, I you know, I don't. Boy, I hope they find a wide receiver. Because I'm going to tell you something. They need one. They need a playmaker at wide receiver. I hope they find a linebacker or two. I hope they find a safety or two. This league's tough. Bino, am I being fair I'm trying to be fair here buddy yeah I
10: think the, I think you're being fair Tony there are the results early early ha, have not been good um, so uh, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with having somewhat of a concern about how it's going so far um, uh, the what I know about the portal I know about it through your contributors who are very good at it uh, and and what I think i can draw from it is i do believe tennessee's active in it and dedicated to it and i, I would be much more concerned if i didn't feel like that those things were going on you're going to get some you're going to miss some uh but it, it if you're active in it and dedicated to it and have the funds available which we appear to have i think you wind up signing your your fair share
8: that's right and you got to get there between now and january 2 when it closes you got to get there we'll come back on the other side 865-200 i want to get your calls 865-200-5402 as we continue after this
9: this is coach devin simler from columbia central baseball you are listening to 101.7 wkom in columbia tennessee
1: Greetings, it's Rick from Tillis Jewelry. With Christmas just around the corner, we are here to make your gift-giving a breeze. Starting December 4th, we are extending our store hours to better serve you. Find us open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Whether you're after something timeless or trendy, Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia is your holiday gift-giving headquarters. Make this season extra special by visiting us during our extended hours. Tillis Jewelry, where holiday magic happens. See you soon.
13: Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free.
14: Call the happy face truck today
7: elevate your day at Old School Vapor. Check out our selection of disposables like Kato Bar, VHO, Raz, Lost Mary, Breeze, and more. Enjoy 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase and 20% off everything else. With every $20 Club 13 purchase, snag a chance to win a Rad Runner e-bike. And for Exodus lovers, every purchase gets you a ticket to win an Xbox Series S. Check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com.
14: This is
6: Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
8: T B, back with you. Hardly a mention, uh, Orange Throat covered it today, but over at tclub.team and our free blog each and every day, I really didn't go into the Illinois game because we've got a bunch of stuff prepared for tomorrow uh, that we're going to drop. So if you're a hoops junkie, we've got some things... Uh, tomorrow, including some thoughts on Freddie DeLeon and how he's going to fit into the puzzle as we go forward. Um, But And we'll have Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime after tomorrow's game. That team Tennessee's playing tomorrow. They finally get a break in the schedule before playing a ridiculous game, a late-night game with NC State on Saturday night. And I was laughing with Matt Dixon about this. Tennessee is playing as part of a triple header. And Rick Barnes did a solid for Jerry Colangelo in taking a game with NC State in San Antonio for some reason. But they're on a bill with a women's game and the most goofily produced scheduled men's game as well you'll ever see. It's like a triple header. And Rick Barnes thought when he was first... um, put on the thing that it was the Baylor men and it's actually a Baylor women's game. I mean, it's the weirdest, most haphazardly scheduled Tennessee's prepared to be playing in front of about 150 people. It's going to be one of those games, Bino, literally like 150 people in that arena.
10: Yeah. Which is, you know, that, that kind of situation, certainly not what you hope for when you're going and playing, uh, against an NC State on a neutral floor, you would think there would be some type of pop behind that to make it worth your while at all.
8: I mean, that's like yesterday. I don't know what these people are doing, but, like, I saw a score yesterday, and then I flipped it on for a second. Temple was playing Albany in Brooklyn yesterday. Are you trying to draw 100 people? Are you trying to see how the, the arena operates when there's, like, flies in the rafters? And you're counting them? I mean, what are we doing? Let's go to the phones. So the basketball you know, uh- so recruiting is a thing. I want to get into the basketball deal as well. And then what advice, because they need to know Friday from Joe Milton, who accepted an invitation to the Senior Bowl, what he wants to do. What advice, if you were giving advice to Joe Milton, would you give to Joe Milton about this bowl game upcoming with Iowa? Go ahead, Bri. I just saw Georgia Southern's record, and they're playing them tomorrow night. They're awful. They
9: are 0-9. Yes. They, they are 0-9.
8: The Vols project and to be a they 30- won, uh, yeah.
9: they, They've only lost three of those by single digits.
8: The Vols project to be a thirty point thirty four point favorite tomorrow night in that game. Let's go to the funds 32-34. to 34. So for those of you that like Don Staley, basketball outcomes, you're going to be in the right place tomorrow night. Dawn Staley has zero mercy when they play crip games, Bino, against people. I don't know if you've seen some of those scores. Like 97 to 24, 101 to 30. You talk about somebody that has zero zero Fs given and zero mercy. She's the one. Let's go to the phones. Bino, why yeah, do those women beat... Yeah, I be- her scores yeah. roll by there, yeah.
10: I know it's not a men's game.
8: Yes! Why do they have no mercy on each other, Bino? What is that?
10: Uh, I have no idea, Tony. I
8: mean, have they ever heard of the saying, call off the dogs?
10: Uh, no. They, theirs is who
8: let more dogs out. To the phones we go. Recruiting. The transfer portal. Basketball. Joe Come Milton. Hello and welcome in.
15: <laughs> Y'all are on a roll already. There you go. <laughs> Hello. Okay, let me gather myself. Guys, I swear.
8: What advice are you Yo, giving Joe Milton? Give him some motherly advice. Special. Give give Joe Peggy, give Joe Milton some motherly advice for for me. What what are you gonna okay. tell him to do in the ball game? Gonna... I've
15: been thinking a lot about this. And it's good. Ah, <laughs> here's advice I'll give him: follow in the footsteps of Mister Irrelevant Twenty Twenty Two, Brock Purdy. That's advice I give you. You know what? Field Field Brock Purdy, he was looked at and recruited by the great, great Nick Saban where he was playing in Arizona, high school, I do believe, but he was recruited, and Nick Saban told him, you can go look it up. I'll paraphrase. Uh, he told him three things uh, pretty much. He, you know, just wasn't that good. He was mediocre on his arm strength and mediocre on his accuracy. Brock Purdy then goes and ends up playing at Iowa. He he plays, has real good numbers, but they don't end up, uh, they play in the the Dorito Bowl, but tied in recruiting, which, you know, you've got Kyle Shanahan, actually One Watson. it's his guys that he's got, they're watching this kid who... You know, ended up playing and putting up some good numbers. He got noticed in that Dorito Bowl. They hadn't noticed him all year. So my thing is, I bet you Joe plays. Because can you imagine Joe Milton under Shanahan?
8: Iowa State. Now, I'm not asking you about the senior, the Senior Bowl is one thing. I'm talking about Tennessee's bowl game. They have to know by Friday, yeah. Peggy. Is he gonna play in the bowl game? Would you advise him, Peggy? Go ahead and get yourself ready for that senior bowl experience. This is your shot. Because apparently in Tennessee's offense not
15: the senior bowl though, is it? No,
8: these are two different things we're talking about.
15: Okay, so when the NFL guys are watching and they notice Mr. Irrelevant number At 162, I believe, or is it? No, 262. That's
8: right, Mr. Irrelevant. That's right. Right Brock Purdy. And
15: look at him now. He got noticed by Shanahan's guys because in the bowl game. they didn't say nothing about a senior bowl. So I'm just saying i just say that's. I think that's what's going to happen. So
8: he's going to play against Iowa. Then, in your he's opinion, play. He wants
15: to be noticed because the draft's coming up.
8: Bino, how he much gonna... of? Uh, let me ask Bino something. Yes. If 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 he decides to play in that bowl game, Bino, how much of that bowl game will he play? Based on what we've seen out of Coach Hyper, <laughs> uh,
10: uh, every possession. Really, you believe that? Yeah. Or are you just trying to trigger me That's right now? Go. I'm not sure Nico plays at all. Mm-hmm. Depends on the game, don't you think, Vino? Yeah, I mean, and it's – Peggy, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a game where either team gets away from the other one. This yeah. is going to be a low-scoring, close football game. Yeah. Uh, and it's – I mean, we've already seen that it takes – a, a pretty big blowout or something to get Nico in the game. I, I don't. I don't think exactly. that changes. But I, I uh, Peggy, I do believe. I do believe that you get more pop out of playing in the Senior Bowl uh, as yes. far as noticing because there'll be more scouts. There. There'll There be scouts there from every single team. Yeah, uh, well, that that won't be you know the case now. at the at the
8: Citrus Bowl. And I think that's what she's talking about. Brock Purdy went to that Senior Bowl and got noticed. Didn't get selected till the sixth round, but got noticed. And he did play at Iowa State, and the Niners took him because they noticed him with the final pick in that 2022 draft. And, Peggy, one thing about the Niners, because the NFL is more in my windshield right now, I think that's a perfect example offensively. When you look at their skill players, I think each and every one of those guys raises the level of another. That a U. Exactly. guys level is raised by Debo Samuel. Debo oh, Samuel's man. level is raised, and Jawan Jennings' level is raised by those two Ooh. guys out there with him. George Kittle's level is raised right by together. that exactly by that McCaffrey guy, oh. who I think's the best player in the in the NFC. That McCaffrey guy is a physical freak.
15: Brad Ward. Brad Ward. Yes, He seems to be the center of that team. And they will lay down and die for Brock Purdy.
8: Uh, And then Brock Purdy, Bino, his level is raised and he's raised the level. That team, Bino, is a team I would not... Well, me and Justin were were texting each other last night, uh, Eagle fan Justin. And I got bad news for Cowboy fans and Eagle fans. You ain't beating that team. Nobody's beating that team in the playoffs, being that, that Niner me team. It
15: reminds the old days, though, the way everybody's playing right now. Yes. I was in Hilton Head, South Carolina. I've been at full disclosure. I started following Montana when he played in Notre Dame. There you go. So I go back to, you know, my brother, hardcore Cowboys. So most of the people, they're East Cowboys fans. And I... Was the 49ers fans. So I went through it with all of it, you know, from the late 70s. And so I was in Hilton Head in 87 and I was, had everybody in there. We had one side turn for the 49ers and the other side turn for the Bengals. I thought we was going to have a re of that last year, a rematch, but he got hurt. You know, he, when he got hurt against philadelphia and it's the same week i believe we lost hendon hooker i never watched another play of football because i was in that same period of time lost hendon hooker and my you know after what all they went through i went oh my gosh i can't this is too much suffering
8: my family I did not lose. like me last peggy i keep it real people okay I'm talking yeah. to a couple of my brothers last When is it's gonna happen i said listen if Brock Purdy's healthy and able to play, they're going to win in our building. This was last year. I'm like, hey, listen, you asked me my opinion. This year, it Beanstar, that, the way they built that offense, and they've done it kind of piece by piece. I was looking at Jawan Jennings over the weekend. He's in a perfect place. There couldn't Why be a more perfect place for him. Beanstar, how about the way they put that team together? Is that incredible or what? Yeah, it know, it, it is it is Tony. And they
10: they they perfectly follow what seems to be the the best way to success and that's you can you can do a lot of things and nobody cares who gets the credit. And they seem to really share things well offensively. Yep.
8: And the quarterback right now, Peggy, they've got a window here because their quarterback is dirt cheap. Yeah. So this is their opportunity. Next couple years is their opportunity to hang a few banners. The Cowboys kind of are in a, are in a pretty good window right now. The Eagles had to make tough decisions and let some people go last year. And the, and the, and the uh, Chiefs did the exact same thing. The Chiefs do not have the same skill people and level is like, you can sit there and pretend that that Ross kid is a really nice. Please, all right. Yeah. You know, the the, the the Chiefs are okay. Their skill position people that they have around that quarterback and Kelsey right now, because they had to pay those guys all that money, Yeah, it's just not the same thing. Your 49ers are the it team. And I'll tell you who's going to come out of the AFC is the Buffalo Bills. Wow! You all watch it.
15: Reminds me. I mean, it has an old time feel to it. You know, some of these guys are so much fun to watch. Oh, like you said, or like Vino said, they don't care who gets the credit.
8: I would be excited if I was a Forty Nine er fan. I would be excited if I were you if I was a Niner fan. That would.
15: Honey, I I said I have found myself. I've got to find me some Oxford's. I'm up, I got to watch the replay of it. I was up at four o'clock in the morning watching Boom. the replay, screaming and hollering. I said, "Oh my God, this is like when it was, you know, Montana Rice, And I would run around the house. I used to buy these boxes of. You remember the Rossarone, the San Francisco treat? Oh uh, yeah, you know, little box. I would shake him things like his tambourines. I'd just shake him in everybody's ear. (laughs) 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 Beautiful! Beautiful! I appreciate this, and and I never whooped my brother's hardcore, long-suffering, you know, since he was 10 years old and he's in his 50s. Cowboy fan. Hang in there, brother. (laughs) let me go on hey. but they got beat by the philadelphia eagles and this is back in the old days for computers i yes. had, cassette. had to sit and wait till i called Elton and john on the radio singing philadelphia freedom i waited waited caught it captured it he recorded on my cassette and waited till i called him second he answered the phone you know i pushed play
8: <laughs> do you know do you know what Elton John wrote Philadelphia Freedom about, which came out like right around the time of the bicentennial? It was written for the old there was a there was a professional tennis league that started up and Billy Jean King played on a team called the Philadelphia Freedoms. And he wrote that for his friend Billy Jean King.
15: Wow. You'd, yeah, because I graduated the Boston tennial so, you know, I always kind of just it was something to do with the Liberty Bear. There you go. No. Uh-uh. You know, he wrote
8: it way. for his friend, Billie Jean King, oh, who way, we all way. know was like, in her day, was the goat. Woo. And, Peggy, you're the greatest. I appreciate you. Hey,
15: guys. You have been, you had me laughing again this morning. And, Much love. Uh, yeah. 49, mm. I mean, yeah, it's been a long time. I ain't no bandwagon one. I've been there in the, through the. We're gonna be dripping out there
8: in San Fran. I put Basilio's kiss of death on you. Thank you. Why do I think the Bills, you know, at the end of this, are going to get this thing together and become a house of fire? I just got a feeling the Bills are getting ready to ascend here.
10: Well, I mean, who knows in the, in the AFC, Tony? And you know they've got talent, uh, and and you know what, how capable they are at the quarterback position when he's right. So, I mean, yeah, they, who who
8: knows? All you got to do is qualify. Just qualify. And the Purdy guy, Bino, you know there are people that sit there that play that game that are watching that and going, that guy's the luckiest SOB alive to be in that spot. Matt just sent me a thing. Purdy senior year against Iowa. Senior year versus Iowa. He was 13 for 27. 138 yards, three interceptions. This is the guy that's, I think, going to win the Super Bowl. And I think yeah. he would have played in it last year if he didn't get hurt.
10: Yeah, if you if if you just don't give the ball away in that offense and spread the wealth. And oh. you're going to – they've got so many weapons. Oh, it's it's it's, uh, it's just hard to defend them.
8: I'm watching yesterday, and they called the prettiest play for that Ayuk guy. Yeah, and he's wide open. And why is he wide open? Because Jennings drew something on the play. You had to account for George Kittle. They had Debo. They had Debo Samuel out there, and they were running some fake thing for uh, McCaffrey. And there goes Ayuk. Who's a freak? I mean, they've got... And the thing about Juan Jennings is, and I love Juan Jennings, he's in a perfect offense. If somebody took him and said, hey, we need you to be a number one, I'm not sure he could do that. We need you to be a number two, I'm not sure he could do that. But he could sit out there all day and be their third or fourth option, whatever, and be great. And be great. I... I don't
9: think he has to get the ball at all to be happy. I think he's just as happy knocking somebody down. He's
8: a total winner, Brian. That's what he yes. is. That's what they've got on their team. They've got guys. That... I think he got one target yesterday. Yes. And no catches. You don't see those guys but behave like A.J. Who knows how much blocking he did. And you don't see him behave like A.J. Brown. Those guys don't go running over to their quarterback and getting his, get his face on the sidelines like A.J. Brown does. And I love A.J. Brown. But they that's just not who those guys are. We're going to come back on the other side. Hour 2 865-200-5402. Joe Milton, what are you telling him if you're Tennessee? Now he's got two bowl games going to play in. I'm with Bino. The senior bowl's a lot more important to his future, and Tennessee has a future. But I'm asking you, what are you going to what would your encouragement be to him in this day and age? Cuz they want to know who's going to opt out. On a day where Rucker is in the transfer portal, not Wes. On a day when Tennessee's happenings from the portal continue to be rather quiet. I want to know your thoughts on that. The basketball win over Illinois over the weekend. And then the midnight madness. Because we will be making, hopefully, a victory omelet come midnight, probably be midnight 30 Eastern time before we get on the air after that game. And I am going to get on the air because I'm a freak. As we continue, it's hour two after that.
4: This is Coach Traders dog from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
16: It's a memory-making time of year. This is Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt. Many years ago, as a little girl, I remember my mother receiving several packages in the mail. That was odd at our house. It was just a couple of weeks before Christmas. She put them away. I learned later that my dad had won a catalog shopping spree by selling the most cars the previous month. We were five young children and had just moved to Nashville from Illinois. It had been a tough year. About three days before Christmas, my mother started bringing out the toys one at a time. I remember her sheer delight as she presented each one to us. You see, we didn't know what was in the packages, but mother did. and. She she couldn't wait to give the toys to us. I know now that the true joy was in the giving. I hope during this holiday season and in the new year that every one of us will experience the true joy of giving whatever we have to give. From our house to yours, I wish you a very merry, merry Christmas and a joy-filled, prosperous new year.
3: here with Rubik's Groove at The Mule House in Columbia. Rubik's Groove is your premier outside-of-the-box, 80s, 90s, and aughts tribute band. Featuring a high-energy, character-driven performance, you're not going to want to miss this one. Rock, pop, hip-hop, characters, costumes, and videos. For tickets and more information, go to TheMuleHouse.com. That's TheMuleHouse.com. See you on New Year's Eve!
14: This is Del Kennedy. Today I am in beautiful downtown Columbia at Foodland. It's bright, it's airy, it's stocked with everything you can imagine wanting to have in a grocery store. Its meat department is widely known as the best in the county. I'm talking with Miles Johnson, who is your local hometown grocer. Miles, what's going on at Foodland this week? Well, this week we have a normal whole week ad, which includes New York strip steaks, $4.99 a pound. Assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound. Eight-pound bag jumbo russets, $3.99 each. Domino Sugar, two for seven, and Coca-Cola 12-packs, three for 12. And as always, your weekly specials will run through next Wednesday, correct? That is correct. Alright, again, Delp Kennedy with Miles Johnson, your hometown grocer of Foodland. Come see him.
11: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM
8: in Columbia, Tennessee. We have so much stuff flying in the windshield we welcome you back on a Monday that I neglected to announce that Tennessee is a waiting word, Tennessee hoops. On 2025 point guard Aaron Rowe, it is down to, according to ON3, Tennessee, Kansas State, and Missouri. First of all, this guy's a really good player. He's a six-foot point guard. He's a five-star recruit. He's a number 20 player in America. When you uh, use 24-7 sports computer rankings, Rod Clark is recruiting him for the Vols. He is from Columbia, Missouri. It was a foregone conclusion internally at Tennessee that they had zero chance of getting him. And they are much further along as they are. Now, I asked somebody earlier today, and I just called Y a second ago to get some background on him so people on Twitter spaces heard that. Bino, they said earlier today that they feel like it's 50-50 as to whether or not they're going to get him. They've made a solid run at him. They made a solid offer to him. He's a Columbia, Missouri kid. The foregone conclusion when they got involved with him was that he's going to go to Missouri. You know, they've got that state law now, um, which will allow him to enrich himself already which is a huge advantage that Missouri's taken advantage of in football recruiting within state kids and the foregone conclusion was why bother Tennessee's gotten Tennessee's gotten themselves really in the game for him they think they're 50/50 with Missouri on this deal being star
10: yeah well, that uh, it, it's it makes some sense because he's from Columbia you said correct mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I think I read where he had he had visited Columbia like four different times, but and and Tennessee only once uh, the day that we played South Carolina in football. Um, but him him being a Columbia, Missouri kid, that 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 makes some sense. Obviously, you'd go over there any opportunity you had. So uh, you know, you you read that, and on the surface, it looks like how does Tennessee have a shot here? He's obviously more interested in Missouri, but uh, hopefully, that's not the case.
8: And the thing is, when you got a chance to get a, a point guard that's one of those guys, you got to see it through. Whether you get left yeah. at the altars at number two or not, you've got to see it through. And then if he goes to Missouri and doesn't like it, you can always be that fallback, which is what they call now bounce-back transfers.
10: Remember when we had the clock up,
8: Tony? How long has it been
10: since Rick Barnes. Barnes signed a top-under player? Yeah. And now, just every year—I mean, every year—seems like there's two or three. Was that? I mean, was that staff changes? Was that philosophy change? What?
8: No, it was. It was getting better recruiters on your coaching staff. Look, the guy whose son plays over there has been a bacon saver for them. The other thing about that kind of gives you a little hope for Tennessee is that. Aaron Rowe plays at the same prep school that Cade Phillips and Julian Phillips attended. So there's a little track record there. I'm not saying he's going to end up here. Look, if I find out later that a couple of you clowns are quoting me, because this is a show of record. I get that. But you're out there quoting me on a board saying that he's coming here. Don't do that to me, please. Please don't do that to me. Thank you. I'm just asking for a friend and for sanity's sake. But let's go ahead and go back to our phones. Bino's got a good point, though. We used to deride and ride Rick Barnes about you haven't signed a top 100 player in it's been a thousand days or whatever it was. And now they're just boom, 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 boom. And we'll have some stuff on Freddie DeLeon tomorrow and how he's going to fit into this puzzle going forward. Because this basketball team is getting ready to become front burner. Once we get through, we've got the December 20 signing day. We've got January 2nd, the close of the portal, in the first uh, segment of the portal, and then like a 15-day window in the spring. And I started out the program today asking... If you were giving Joe Milton advice, what would you give him? Vino, what advice would you give Joe Milton? Let me ask you, and then we'll go to the phones.
10: Well, this is obviously selfish on my part, Tony. I I would tell him to get ready for the draft and to get ready for the senior bowl. But uh, I I don't know that that's the best thing for Joe Milton, but it's the best thing for me as watching the game.
8: Let me look at something here.
10: Because I'm just – I'm – you know, I, I look at this bowl game as the start of next season. Uh, and and I'm just ready to see Nico play.
9: Senior, bowl, I don't think whether either one playing is going to make much difference in how the game goes, but it just would give fans something else to look at.
8: Senior Bowl is Saturday, February the 3rd, which means that Joe Milton really gets on the clock of those people leading up to that. So you're talking about the last week in January which if he were to decide, hey, that's what I'm going to do, I'd give him a good six weeks to get with somebody, probably have to change his drop technique. Watson Brown made a great point about him the other day on the air, Friday with us, Bino. He said, I don't even know what he's doing here to begin with in this offense. It never made any sense to me. He said he doesn't belong in this offense. He's a pro-style quarterback. And truthfully, in Heupel's offense – the quarterbacks asked to do things differently than what happens in the NFL. The drops are different. The footwork's different. It's a completely different deal. And, and one has to wonder. And, and there are a lot more um, offenses playing and quarterbacks playing the style that Josh Heupel's playing in the college game more and more, which is why you're seeing a tougher and tougher job by the NFL of finding guys. And then when back when frontline guys get hurt, it's why backups are really struggling. Speaking of backups, let's just say this: God bless Josh Dobbs, Bean Star. Whew. That was tough yesterday. They almost yeah. ended a game out there zero zero. If they didn't make a quarterback change, that game was going to end zero zero, 0 know, in regulation.
10: Yeah, uh, Josh has had a really tough, really tough two game stretch here, um, and I. Uh, I'll I'll be surprised if we ever see Josh again for any long stretch being a starting quarterback.
8: No doubt. I mean it looked like he was going to have a Disney movie type deal and 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 like a lot of bad movies it went like 45 minutes too long with yeah. too much filler. It would have been a lot better if we'd have cut the movie off after like 3 games. Hello and welcome into our next call on the TLD logistics phone line. Hi, you're on the air.
0: Let's talk about success. Let's talk about excellence. All right. And what I'm saying is, it's been a long, I've been listening for a long time, Tony. I'm not one to say, let's expedite someone to the call of Hall of Fame. But I'm telling you, if we're sitting here this time next year, and my girl, my girl, Peggy, is still delivering the way she has been delivering in the last few weeks, Tony, I stand right here and I say, as my serial caller credentials stand behind me, I say, mm. Peggy belongs in the Basilio Caller Hall of Fame. And mm. I, I mean, that may not be on Titans Bill's list, but this lady, she, she, I love her delivery, Tony. Yes. I love her ability to, to source different subjects. Yes. Quickly from the, to where I need to go get my T and J looked at in Greenville. Yes. From the, from the love of Tanya Tucker born out of the hills of Copley Knob and Cosby to her, I mean to her uh, ability to jump into the NFL. Peggy, you are a rock star, lady. I love you. I love you. I wish you and Dr. David Rudder would have been able to have the segment together. Oh, I'll
8: say this to you, Are Coming this summer, we are going to introduce the East Tennessee... Caller Hall of Fame I've got a ballot right now I was consorting with uh, a couple people, Bino I will bring into this project we're going to put a ballot together, an initial ballot it's probably going to have about 12, 11 or 1200 names on it and we're going to publish it and we're going to ask people to select a certain number and we're going to tabulate the results
0: Tony, we got to be careful now because it's going to be a recent fee bias you've had some great ones that are no longer with us
8: well, that's true. You got the Pisons of the world. You got some that are no longer with us because they're no longer with us. You've got some that are no longer with us, like small Mike, who's got to get the Cosby Cattleman's got to get Bino. He's got to get, he's got to get consideration, right? He's got to get on that ballot, doesn't he? And I can't stand the guy. Oh, that's,
10: ab- absolutely. He's, he's got to be. Concerned. I mean, I
8: don't want to be, I don't want to be Faye Vincent to his uh, or Bud Seal League. To his Pete Rose, Bino. I mean, I hate to say that. The man's body of work before that, before he went off the deep end, and became a reprobate freak kook. The man's body of work was very good. Back in the day, you got the Jeff from Halls, Bino. They got to get for their work on the old Mike Keith show. Philly. Philly's Uh, got to be up there. I mean, there are several guys... Those guys are first ballot really for me. Uh, mean Mark, how about Mean Mark? How about Bino Jeff Henderson as a caller?
0: What do uh, we Bino do with Jeff the Jeff Bino Jeff I Henderson
8: remember. conundrum here? I remember. There's the nobody remembers him right calling. Big Al from well, Alcoa Bino used to call Jeff the old Colin. Mike Keith show. Big Al. There was a guy named Mad Jack that used to call Mike Keith. He's got to get a. Uh, he, he, we're gonna we're gonna really do our uh, research on this thing, Art. But... And
0: that's what I'm saying, Tony. Is Peggy? I'm not just throwing this out there lightly. Peggy, you got a gift, sister. You're pouring joy on my spirit. I'm telling.
8: But she's too soon. And... Peggy's got to have a better body of work. Peggy can still I... crack up on us like a lot of these people do.
0: If, if, if we're sitting here this time next year and Peggy has kept a pace,
8: we'll say she's still. We'll say. I mean. She's passing Leroy. She's hitting. She, Peggy's hit. If this, going to go back to my baseball analogy. She's hitting about 380 right now. She's got to keep it up, Rod Carew. I mean, it's uh, it's a summer of 77, and Rod Carew is tracking at 400.
0: Well, when I hear Peggy's voice, my hand instinctively turns that volume knob a little bit more. Nice. And just lean into it, Tony. She loves the radio. I love radio.
8: Yes. Tony, I want to say this. Stop these stupid neutral site
0: basketball. It's awful. Oh, God. I mean.
8: R, were you there Saturday? Did you go Saturday, R? No, no. I,
0: right. I wish I would have been at that. Can, can I
8: share a story with you that several people have told me now so I know it's real? First, Zach told me this, who's uh, in our Twitter spaces room right now. And I didn't, not that I didn't believe him, but he was the only person that told me this. And now I've had several other people tell me. So Saturday they brought a serviceman back and they had the wife and the daughter out there or the family to um, you know, give them recognition. They did the setup deal where they brought the guy out of the wings because he'd come home for Christmas and everybody cries. Whoever was doing the PA Saturday said, and we have a surprise, back from Garantano Bay and then he stopped himself and he said, Guantanamo Bay. But he said, Garantano Bay first. Please tell me that's the truth. That happened. And if that isn't a fraudy and slip, <laughs> Beano, of epic proportions, that that is next level. And Tony Basilio is here to say that whoever was behind the mic, I got time for that. <laughs> Garantano Bay. Oh... Yeah, Eddie. Is that our sense of humor, or what? Is that like one thousand oh. percent the sense of humor of this program, or what? Oh my goodness. Tony, I got to say this: so I'll get out of the way on Rick Barnes. Yes, now, the thing
0: I've been critical about Rick Barnes, I didn't like the UCLA handling, and I think that's fair criticism. But his to people to blast this guy at this point, I, I'm going to say something a lot of people won't agree with. Sweet sixteen should be a little bit more valued here than what they are. Now, I'm not saying they're everything, but I do think because we haven't spent too much time in the tournament in the last 40 years, uh, for some stupid reason, we don't realize how hard it is to make it to a Sweet 16. I mean, that's a, that's, uh, this time next year, uh, I would, I would say to you, there's more college basketball teams that have the opportunity to make the, to make a Sweet 16 than there would be college football teams to make the playoffs next year you're talking about a pretty difficult thing to do and uh, because I didn't see it much growing up I began to watch UT basketball about 83, 84 and uh, it, it, like I went through buzz and wade so getting to go to the tournament every year and have a chance, the ball bounces the right way um, I would, with Bino when he says hey my gosh quit crying so dang much criticize him where he deserves to be criticized that's fine he makes big boy money i'm not here to defend him but what they've done assembling this roster is a miracle job what in the world if we're up there and got jimmy chiplet out of the movie hoosiers and threw him in here i mean what are you talking about what are you mad about you've played what four of the best teams in america so far in which you've had injuries on your game and you're playing, you're competitive, not, in, not out. You played
8: five. What five you... quad one games and a sixth one coming what Saturday are night. talking about?
0: I remember as a kid, we didn't play those games, and we sure didn't win those games. You know, we might be 10-0, and 0, uh, and we played 10 people that couldn't walk and chew gum, and then reality came in December. I mean, look, I, the guy's done a great job here. That may not make me popular, but my gosh, what do you want? He won the freaking SEC tournament. I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime.
10: Big R, the, the only two things that I ever put out there, people can think about coaches what they want to think about them. Uh, I agree. Uh, if, I agree if you've got, you. if you've got a guy here that regularly makes the tournament. I'm just telling you, be careful what you wish for. Exactly. If you're wishing for something else, and the other thing I would tell them is, I made it all about the coach one time in my fandom here, and I can tell you all it does is rob you of the joy when you win, and it lessens the sting when you lose, and that's that's a lousy that was a lousy way for me to follow. Amen. I'll never. I'll never do it again. And, and, ask, and
8: when, you're ask, when you're calling, when you're calling Saturday, coach. well, when you're calling Saturday show, right? Like after we did, show, and you make it about Rick Barnes and hatred of Rick Barnes. What the hell are we doing? Why are you? First of all, why are you even bothering? Because all you're doing is making yourself miserable, or you're making it all about yourself.
0: If you make it all about the NCAA tournament. First of all, the NCAA tournament—it's it's random. The the, it is the most
8: random Bill thing ever. And you make a great point, which is this. Who would ever think that Florida Atlantic would be capable of making a final four? Could they do that in football? Absolutely not. Could little no. sisters of the poor up there that team that beat us from Chicago? That and I grant it these teams are beating us on the way to the deal, which fuels these people, but it isn't only them. George Mason made it 15 Let's years look, ago. I mean, and yeah. now there now the path exists for more and more George Masons to get there because these major college teams are seeing their guys leak into the portal after each and every season. That's right. So that's right. it's become easier for them, not harder. You make a sweet sixteen in this. That's pretty dang good. Pretty good. You better believe it. I'm not sitting here saying that you sit here and say you know that's something we want to just. I'm not saying that's the end of things, Yes, but people dismiss it. Like, Look, I had my fun with Barnes uh, t- 10 years ago when he wasn't recruiting, and I was ripping him. Okay, fine. Well, he's not above criticism. But but, you know. but the truth is, and I didn't like the UCLA stuff either no more than you did, this team is very good, and he's on a great run yeah. right now. And by the way, he's an old dog learning new tricks, and he's changing his stripes, and he's letting a guy play. I mean, well, Leave the guy alone for crying out loud. What kills me too is they say, Well he doesn't let him
0: play on offense. I'm like, what game are you? Playing? Why?
8: Exactly. I mean he I mean, he got out of the way, Saturday, like Bino said. I never thought you know, we'd we can, see that from him. Uh,
0: six foot nine white kid take the ball up court. Hello. Go one on four and I mean things that these old school coaches would I mean, you you'd die.
8: Exactly. Uh, he's
0: even gone to his zone a time or two. So right?
8: well put by you. And look, I mean, he I does some he things that drive me, me crazy.
0: At least give him a little credit when he does change. Do I think he's... I'm, I'm not a barn sheep necessarily, but good Lord. These are fun times. Let's enjoy it while it's here. You know what
8: I'm saying? Thank you, R. Good talking to you. Peggy, I love you. Hey, shout out, by the way. The young man from Central, he and his twin brother, Army. He's going through finals right now. we we'll would be having him on the air. We're going to get him on at some point over our Christmas holiday. That strip sack fumble and the ball popping up in his hands and that kid from Central High School running that ball in for a touchdown is one of the most beautiful things on a field I've ever seen in my life. Kadoos to that young man, Bino. Kadoos to him.
10: Absolutely. That Central, was an ing- Central's on the roll here. You get the you get the strip sack touchdown against that uh, the Army Navy game, and uh, and then they've got an alumni that's just uh, named a head football coach at Austin Peay. So Central's on the roll.
8: And the guy that just got named at Austin Peay was the guy Tennessee passed over to hire within for their tight end job who is a guy who has drawn a lot of derision and criticism from people. Which I don't know whether it's fair or not. I don't pretend to know. But that's a guy right there that's the target uh, of a lot of criticism that's going on around Heupel staff. Whether it's fair or not, I don't know. But I don't pretend to know whether it's fair or not. But we'll go back to our phones. But he's the new head coach at Austin P. That's right. And he was... uh, Trying to think—is that kid's last name Ferris? Spino? is that right?
10: Yes, he was. Uh, he was with uh, uh, with David Cutcliffe at Duke. Yes, and then he uh, and then he went to
8: UCLA. He's the son of a uh, we, prominent booster. He's the son of a prominent booster at Tennessee. You know, so, <clears throat> what do you make about North Dakota State's head coach taking a position coach job at USC? He's going there as assistant head coach, He's and he is a position coach, yeah. but he's going to make a lot of money, and he wants to be a head coach in Division One football one day.
9: But I guess, you know, Fargo weather, L.A. weather.
8: Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome.
12: Hey, Tommy Josh, boys. Under
8: Wings.
12: Interesting uh, comment, Ron. Yeah, going from Fargo to cold weather and uh, L.A. to
8: hot weather. I'd take it, wouldn't you? Oh yeah! If you can stand in the traffic, <laughs> the bison Very are healthy true. right now. Hey, Joshie boy, it's time for you to play the ponies in one aa A this week, because you'd have made no, some uh, money if you'd have listened to our guy. Yeah, Joshie uh, boy, no, thank you. time for you to break the seal and start getting no, like uh, Mister C, who bets on raindrops, and some of these guys. The, uh, three of the dogs covered this week. Say, ah, three of the dogs covered. The dogs barked. The bison Briar, hot right now. The bison, did, did Furman the bison cover are favored. Yeah, by they did. A point and a half Furman in did Montana cover, him. and bison goes to the bison. What do they call them? Bino. I'll make a bison. Yeah, they're going to the Grease Friday night up there, and I hope it snows because that's the most next level thing in the world. I'm already counting down the days to Friday night. The bison and the, the, bison. the Grease. Hey Tony. I got a serious question for you. You ready? Under wings, yes. And
12: I want you to give a serious answer. I don't want you to give no funny crap. But uh, what do you think about uh, ever since Travis Kelsey got with Taylor Swift, his game has been like he hasn't had a touchdown since NOM. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, think,
8: I got uh, one too many dates. That's what they'll say. He threw one I yesterday. He had that one too many battle. dates. Easy on my feet, call that. but but I answer that
12: serious question. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he's that good of a fucker anymore.
8: But I keep moving. Am I being serious right now? I'm singing a little. Yeah. Shake it off, shake no. it off. Be be you simpleton. Do you think? Uh, What's up, Bino, Bino? Do you think Travis Kelsey's done this to set himself up for the rest of his career? Because basically, what he's done is he's dating a member of the Beatles in the 1960s. He's taken himself from a pretty well-known guy in NFL circles to a household name in America. That's what Travis Kelsey is now. Pretty good business decision on his part, Bino, to get involved with Taylor Swift. Now, now Come it's not going to end well. He's going to have a record written about him. And to no. Joshy Boy's part point, without the weapons around him, the offensive weapons around him, he looks like a diminished talent out there with Kansas City. We think it looks Bean like the
10: natural when he, looks like the natural when he's with the wrong woman.
9: Interesting. Yeah, did you see how he had a uh, lateral touchdown that was called back because the guy landed off the guy he threw the touch the lateral back to that scored was called offside. Well, he lined the, up in the neutral zone.
8: The guy couldn't. Yeah. The guy couldn't shake it off, Bry. No. Yep. There but, was a uh, blank space there, and he wrote his name.
12: Tony, if I was him before the playoffs, I would break it off with her.
8: Well, Josh, that doesn't know how it works. Why not, big boy? By the way, Bino, when you're that wealthy as those two people are, like, how do you Christmas shop for somebody that's that wealthy? Yeah. What do you think they get each other? A villain in Switzerland? I mean, what's he going to buy her? She's worth like $3 billion, Bino. What do you buy somebody? That that lady went out and re-recorded all of her albums, and they all went to number one on the charts. The re-records, Bino!
12: Wow.
8: The re record I mean, think about that. You don't get her a dang thing. Get her anything. You tell her, this Christmas my love is under that tree for you, sweetheart.
12: Yeah. <laughs> but uh,
8: and let me know how that turns out for you.
12: <laughs> yeah, but uh, Bino, Bino, what do you think about the game Saturday? I I really loved uh, seeing Terrence Shannon going up against Dalton Connect Saturday. That was a really good game.
10: Uh, yeah, I think a lot of good things came out of that game, uh, Joshy boy. I, uh, it 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 looks like uh that uh that Vesco's back engaged. Uh you know, I know he had a he had a one game back against Kansas and then went back into a funk. Uh but uh it, it looks to me like he may be back this time for
12: good.
8: Josh, did uh, you see
12: a big plus.
8: Did you see the guy come back from Garantano Bay? Did you witness uh, that?
12: No, I didn't.
8: Oh, okay, you're out at halftime. Okay.
12: Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I did. You did see that? Yeah, I thought you were talking about uh, Gitmo.
8: Not a dry eye in the house when that happened. By the uh, way, Tamarian McDonald is now in the portal, Beanstar, as the purge of the secondary continues. Good sign or bad sign, Beano? Tamarian McDonald now, another veteran.
9: Willie Willie
8: Martinez will have to go out there and play himself. I know.
9: Yeah,
8: no <laughs> he doubt. won't know what to do with himself with all these young kids in his secondary next year being star will he at least turn around and look for the ball interesting hey tom do
12: you think well i may league I, league I, I may
10: find that i was mistaken again uh but uh, that's that's okay by me however it opens it up for some different guys uh to get a chance back there i'm for do you I, uh do
12: you think any team we play this season and in, in the tournament do you think any like even if it's a really good defensive player, do you think they can contain or stop Connect and, uh Any team we're going to play that has a big man, do you think there's a chance like a Duke could at least contain him? Because I think he's done a lot better as the season's gone
8: on on defense. The goal is to grow. Well, he's pretty good defensively. The goal is to grow him offensively. Yeah. Into a more consistent player. If you can at
12: least get 12 or 13 that's points right. out of him, the game is right. at least eight or nine rebounds. Adu
8: yeah. has this thing where he does the no show deal. You know, he's either yeah. hot or cold. They need consistency out of him. And I was told that one of the goals uh, in these <laughs> December games between now and the, when the league starts is to continue to grow him. And if you've noticed, they've been featuring him the last couple nights out, uh, which leads me to believe that that's accurate. That that's accurate. That that's what they're doing. So um, Yeah,
12: Tone, yeah. uh, I I want to see more out of uh, that Car guy. I think he's got potential. Yep. I think he should get some more minutes. What do you think?
8: Um, We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Cam Carr is a guy yeah. they love. They don't like him. They love him. But, you know... They're a log yeah. jam there. There's just a log jam uh, in terms of uh, you know how much playing time he gets. I think you're going to see him. I think you're going to empty the bench tomorrow night. So you're going to see all those guys play. If you're somebody that wants to see the future, tomorrow night's a great game to go to. They can yeah. start probably that
9: second unit and win that game easily.
8: Although, yeah, no problem. I'm telling you, they're going to be a 32 to 34 point favorite, and play them the cover tomorrow night because they follow this for the net ratings. They're going to put they're going to put a Don Staley size beating on that team tomorrow night. Oh wow,
12: Tony, uh, out the door. Would you rather uh, me say something good, or would you rather uh, me
8: rip someone? You do whatever comes. Whatever you whatever. Look, listen to me. Yeah. I find your calls to be art. And I never tell an artist what to put on that canvas, so you do whatever isn't. You're the inspiration right now on top of you.
10: As long as it ain't uh, ripping me, Joshy boy, you've done enough of that. I'm getting ready to grab that clipboard from your hand. You keep ripping me, ah, uh, big boy. But
12: uh, to Polish Joe and whoever oint Saturday, you're getting a big stocking of coal, and uh, you're stocking for Christmas. See ya.
2: Hi, it's Terry from Tillis Jewelry, your festive gift destination this Christmas. Unwrap the magic with our natural diamond earrings starting at an incredible $99. Yes, you heard it right, $99. Picture the joy of discovering these stunning gems in your stocking. But there's more. Explore our brand new diamond pendants and dazzling stack rings at fantastic prices. Make this season unforgettable with Tillis Jewelry. Come see us on the Columbia Square where the gift is wrapped with elegance. Tillis Jewelry, making your Christmas sparkle brighter. Happy Holidays.
13: Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free.
14: Call the Happy Face Truck today.
3: Get ready for a shopping experience like no other at Old School Vapor. We carry a huge selection of disposables from Kato Bar, VHO, Raz, Lost Mary and Breeze. We've got it all. Enjoy a whopping 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase, 20% off everything else. Plus, discover the largest legal cannabis selection in the state, along with a variety of Kratom, Kava and Glass products. Check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com.
7: Join Center of Hope for the annual New Year's Eve Mule Drop in downtown Columbia. It all starts at 8 p.m. with the amazing Emerald Empire Band. Food trucks, a beer garden, axe throwing, and a cigar lounge will all be there. Hourly countdowns and toasts will lead up to the Mule Drop at midnight. The Mule Drop is free and family-friendly. Presented by Center of Hope. Sponsored by Experience Murray and Baxter Management. No live mules will be used at this event.
3: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
8: My tummy is rumbling. My blood sugar is low. But I am going ahead for a TLD logistics overdrive over time because I can't get enough of your love, baby. little Memphis music for you there. Tamarian McDonald is now on the transfer portal. Last two years, he started. 116 career tackles, four career interceptions. And he'll find a place to play, just like Burrell did over the weekend, who's now going to go to Georgia Tech. And we wish all these folks well. Portal uh, Dave is saying, keep Walker and Judy Lolly. He said, I'd keep both of them. But, you know, I'm not so sure I wouldn't go into next season with none of those veteran players and just try to get a couple guys out of the portal. Am I wrong, Bean Star? Well, you probably don't want a
10: complete overhaul, Tony, but uh, I, I, I know we're tired of seeing those guys back there, but, uh, you know, the new guys are going to be coached by the same guy.
8: If those guys are there, those two guys are going to be on the field all the time, though. Yeah, that's... That's a possibility. That's for pretty sure. accurate. Well, that's kind of an accurate assessment of where. I, I think you know. we're
10: going to see. I think we're going to see Ricky Gibson and Jordan Thomas going forward, regardless of who's there. Now, who else we'll see is anybody's guess. But those two guys are going to play because they finally began to introduce them a little bit this season.
8: Let's go back to our phones. We're no doubt heading for a TLD Logistics overdrive. Over time. all lines are currently jammed as they will stay throughout. On the show day record, and we'll go back to our phones. If you want to jump in with us, Joshy boy under wings with an incredible phone call. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Tony B. Bino. Hey, it's Richard. No doubt. Another incredible phone call coming up here. Richard, how we doing? <laughs> Are you getting concerned, Richard, hey, Rich- about recruiting?
5: Uh, no. Um, which We'll talk about it. And first of all, Tony, thanks for... All y'all thoughts of everybody down here in Middle Tennessee. Oh my gosh, man! Saturday after, after I got off the phone talking a little basketball with y'all after uh, the game, that one tornado had already hit in Clarksville. We didn't understand or what kind of damage it did, and then <laughs> of course that one that hit Nashville. Yeah, you know, I was watching the whole time because my daughter moved into downtown Nashville, yeah. in the Germantown area, and so we were. Worried about that, and uh, and we went a little bit north, but man, it was just it was bad because we were kind of watching it live on the cameras on TV as it was in Madison and Mm. jumped over to Hendersonville, and it was just it was horrible. But you know, in the end, yes, there was loss of life, and we pray for all those people that are suffering at this time, and and it just puts life in perspective. Mm. You know, uh, Richard, that one
8: that and that one visual, because now we have all this with phones and cameras everywhere. The one visual of when the tornado strikes, comes down, and then that fireball goes up is one of the most apocalyptic things I've ever seen. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. And they say that is a meteorological phenomenon that does occur. Now, a lot of big words to explain why <laughs> and how that thing happened. But, yeah. man, I'm not going to fool with Mother Nature.
5: Oh, no. No, it, it, it's not to be fooled with. And it was serious day. and. You know, you feel bad because it, the one, it, when it hit in Madison and three people were killed, that was a trailer park that it hit. And, and Tony, it don't even take a tornado, you know, to do damage at a yes. trailer park. Yep. And so that was just unfortunate that it hit that, that part. And just, hey, like I said, very tough and sad day, but all my family's good. Everybody came through it, uh, fine. And, uh, but we appreciate all the prayers that came, came our way that day from y'all. So yes. But, yeah, so, so let's talk a little bit Tennessee football recruiting. First of all, um, people got to really understand also that, Tony, even though we cleared from the NCAA, we still have restrictions on scholarships. We don't get to carry 85 next year. If I'm not mistaken, all we're going to be able to carry is 82. So we're still on a limit of restrictions. And that's big when you it's three less players you can recruit, whether it's high school or portal. So, And then you take on top of how many COVID seniors are coming back, um, that limits again what you're going to be able to recruit. So Tennessee's kind of in that precarious position. They got to be picky. These last kids, they're going to commit in high school or from the portal. They just don't have a lot of numbers right now to play with.
8: uh, You can't believe that. You don't believe that. Well, it's tough. I mean, you know. Richard, they don't have to pay for scholarships anymore, buddy. It's called NIL. Okay.
5: Well, you're right. I mean, you need need to get real. you, they can,
8: they, i'll they take a lot of things i'll on. take a lot of excuses i'm not taking those you can give somebody a hundred thousand dollars come on man or two hundred thousand well, dollars
5: you can if that's where your collective wants to spend the money on a kid and, and give a walk on scholarship or yeah i'm not accepting that
8: thing. i'm not accepting <laughs> that for the, for their for their lack of preparation on this thing so far and the way this looks no sorry you can you can go you can sing that song to somebody else you're not gonna sing it to me you're just not
5: i'm just i'm just telling you that me and picky and they will fill some of the needs they're going to get and we'll see which which of the tight ends we get in various other positions but i guess you know they're not going to do the complete flip overall roster that uh, some people thought they might and it's just not going to happen they're going to live with who they want to come back and and filled with what? And we'll see how that produces results next year. And, uh, you know, it's on Coach Eiffel and that staff to, you know, make sure that they're doing what they're going to do because it's their necks on the line, not ours.
8: I was and, not uh, concerned last week. I'm moderately concerned right now. Sky's not falling yet, but we're down 3 yeah. nothing in the third inning. Is that fair? Yeah.
5: yeah. Oh, and, and on the high school kid, that yeah. tight end that, uh, that decommitted. Uh, it's smart move by him on one reason. Goish recruited him at UT. Uh, Golish told him that he's going to redshirt at UT, which he was. He wasn't going to play next year mm-hmm. here in Knoxville.
12: Right? Um, he was
5: going to redshirt, so here's an opportunity for you to go into Tennessee system with Goldish to immediately get a lot of playing time as a true freshman, and build your resume for a future big NIL hit. Maybe if you, if you succeed,
8: that, not a bad move. No, not at all. And yeah. and and and, I, and um, the pupil. Bites at the teacher a little bit, which is kind of interesting.
5: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was one of those that uh, that did catch him off guard. Yeah, and, you know they really like him as a future prospect, very athletic. But hey, kid wants to play next year. He don't want red redshirt, and he knew coming to Tennessee they already had two young athletic tight ends mm-hmm. that they redshirted this year, and they're in the portal for a couple of guys that. So he knew he was going to redshirt. So hey, goes for smart man. He played it correctly, mm-hmm. and uh, kudos to him. So, because, you know, he he's, uh, he don't owe, he don't owe Hypo a whole lot of anything. It's recruiting's a fair game, man. It's about building your resume. So, you know, now we're, we're going to have to take two portal tight ends, Tony. I don't see how we can't, um, you know, because they, they just can't count on just those high school kids that they redshirted this year.
8: And one of so, the guys that's emerged on the scene here is the kid out of Kentucky. Uh, who allegedly, and this stuff is all changes day to day, but Jordan Dangles is his name. Apparently, he is going to visit, and he was okay against Tennessee. He's a pretty nice little player if they could yeah. get him.
5: Well, you know, one thing that he he had to do at Kentucky, he had to block because that's what you do and Sue Sheen's going to play on his team if you can't be physical. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good look, and I'm just you know. Again, curious to see if you know who we're going to use to replace Baron um, at that defensive end spot because yep. I do think we need we got great edge guys on this team and committed, but uh, that strong side defensive end I think you know to me I, I think that's a weak spot and I hope we will we'll chase that and we're going to find out if they're going to chase that kid out of off the West Coast that safety that's in you know that's in the portal isn't in that Texas interesting? That
8: yeah, yeah, he's a California kid. Yeah, does he follow his? I guess a lot of times it determine you learn the value of a guy. I mean, you don't want to say this, but does he follow his defensive coordinator to a USC team that had no players on defense last year? And if he doesn't, and if that guy doesn't want him, and we'll know that soon enough. Um, you know, what does that say about him? It's it's kind of an interesting thing when you start looking at the way these things play out, Richard.
0: Oh yeah,
5: absolutely. And, and we're still kind of sitting back. Who, who hadn't entered the portal yet? Um, that's, hey, that's you know, one of the things that we're still waiting on. Yep. There's still kids that's coming in the portal that are sure. probably really good players, um, that, you know, their names have been mentioned, but it just hasn't um, popped yet. So kind of, kind of uh, interesting thing to how we're going to finalize this roster going in 2024. And as far as our, our DBs that are leaving, <laughs> hey, we're going to get our wish because against Iowa, uh, Ricky Gibson and, and Jordan Matthews, the two true freshmen, uh, they're going to get all the playing time they want at corner. So. Is the
8: building going to fall in? I mean, what are these coordinate? What's the coordinator going to do? And what's the DB coach? What are these guys going to do? I mean, is their face going to turn collars during the game? I mean, <laughs> well, geez Louise,
5: what better offense could you break out in a, in a, in a game
8: <laughs> What a great line! How will you be able to tell? That is the truth, Bino. How will you be able to tell if the DBs had a good day or not by their Fitbit? I mean, really? That's such a great. That's such a wonderful thought by you. Hey, Richard, listen, I didn't mean to clap at you I Love you, man. Thanks. Always. I love you
5: too. Thank guys. you, brother. Thank you.
8: Thank you. The, the The thing is, I'm moderately concerned about the recruiting right now, and I'm not going to take uh, the fact that you're not 82 to 85. I'm just not. No, you're not going to do that on here. You're just not. Love you. Appreciate you. Love you. Love your show. You're not doing that on here with with, with me. You're not going to spin me because I'm not going to be spun. Um, the other thing is the Tyler Barron deal, I'm going to get into that when we get to our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime, which is coming up. I had somebody just text me a second ago and say, would you please expound on that because it's mysterious as to why that's occurred. It's not to me. Um but we'll do that. And I thank Richard for the call. I want to thank the radio listener for being here. I want to thank Bino, Jeff Henderson and Brian Hartman. And I want to end the show where, where I began the show, which is to our listeners in the midstate and those affected by the storms. I want you to know you're in our prayers and reach out, uh, reach out if you need anything from us. Um, really love you. Uh want you to know that you're not forgotten about, and um, we appreciate you. Tomorrow we'll be back with you. It'll be a busy day for us. we got a Tennessee basketball game. We'll have Griff, Mark Griffin with us, Griffin's three-pointers. Maybe we should get him on tomorrow and celebrate what the Vols have done so far. In the meantime, love to you. Appreciate you. Peace. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee,
6: WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.